Welcome to episode 70 of the RxP Podcast, where three working professionals talk about the games, shows, and movies they love to enjoy in their free time. I'm your host today, Alex, and joining me as always are my great co-host, Tiffany. Yo, yo, yo! And Matt. Yo, yo, yo! Yo, 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 yo! That's a Boba Bo reference for you uh, anime fans out there, if you know that anime. Anyway, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about an ongoing conflict. A conflict that a lot of us are involved in both directly and indirectly. And that's right. We're going to be talking about the war of subscription services. You know... Things like your Amazon Prime, stuff like your Netflix, stuff like Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you know, PlayStation Plus Premium now that's going to be coming out relatively soon. Even things like potentially Loot Crate, you know, Blue Apron, what have you. All of these subscription services that require you to pay a monthly fee, you know, these are all a la carte, right? You're not getting a bundle of these things. Like you're going out and signing up for these things on a singular basis. And so to, for today's episode, we're going to be talking about these subscription services and kind of our thoughts on the rise of them, as well as what are the ones that we might participate in or avoid. But before we do, as always, we have to play our VGS, as in our variety game segment. And for those of you that don't care about this segment, just go in the timestamps in the description and skip ahead <laughs> to the main conversation. Give them a way out. Well, you know, we're we're trying to uh, give them that shortcut, right? Yeah, we're all about choices here. Mm, mm, exactly, mm. which might come up in the main topic later on. But with that, let's get into it for today's VGS. Matt did this a couple of weeks ago. So if you're an avid listener of the RxP podcast, you already know the game that we're going to be playing today. And that is 20 questions. So for those of you that don't know what 20 questions is, uh, my co-host here, are going to have the opportunity to ask me 20 yes or no questions in an attempt to discern the thing that I'm thinking of. Now to, you know, kind of narrow it down and to also give some rules uh, for my co-hosts here so they don't have to ask maybe some uh, meandering questions. I am thinking of a game. So the thing I'm thinking of is a game. You have 19 questions that I will answer yes or no to, and you must on the 20th or by the 20th question ask what the game is and in this case too i'm going to be a little bit more strict than that so you guys have to be careful you may only ask one game so once you've asked a game that's it so if you ask it as your fifth guess and you get it wrong you're done we're ending it there and so in this case too going back to our running totals if you guys together cooperation as always triumphs can guess it you both earn a point and if you don't guess it by the 20th question i earn a point everything clear sounds good clear as mud all right let the questioning begin tiffany what do you want to do what do you what do you think what will uh, take it down a bunch um what if we ask if it's only a nintendo only on a nintendo system like a nintendo exclusive yes okay go for it yeah yeah is this game a nintendo exclusive no. Okay, well now well, we're now we're lost. <laughs> now we're in the abyss. <laughs> Do we choose a year and ask about if it came out 
Okay. A- after like five years ago. Like what about? Uh, has it released in the past five years? It's 2017. Is that it's your like question? the end of like no, not yet. That's like the end of can PS4 we, to current gen. Can we do? Yeah. Okay. Was this game released 2017 or after? Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. So we got a lot of PlayStation exclusives. Should we just we ask, ask if this is exclusive? Yeah. Yeah. To any, should we ask in general, is it exclusive to a console? Yeah. 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 Do okay. That. Is this game exclusive to a console system? No. System. No. Oh. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Cool. 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 So. Do we ask if it's on the big three? Do we ask if it's Nintendo? Oh, what? No, that's not going to help. Yeah. Multi-platform since 2017. Do we hmm. think that this is thematic? Like, what do, do we think there's that? a subscription model to this particular game? Oh. You know? Like a battle pass, almost. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Does this game have a battle pass? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that that takes like most of the live service games out. Okay. So no Fortnite, no Fall Guys, no no anything like that. Do we ask if any of us have played this game? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Alex? Or do we ask if any of us have oh. beat this game? Hmm. Maybe just play. Maybe play? Or, or beat. I'm gonna ask me. Have any of any combination of the three of us comp- rolled credits on this game? Yes. Okay. All right. So something we've played. Hmm. Passed in 2017. Multi-platform. Oof. You're at five questions so far. It could be so much. Um, maybe we should talk about, like, the mechanics of the game. Okay. Like, either about, like, the main character, or does, like, do you shoot a gun in this game? What do you think? I think that is a good question. Do you shoot a gun in this game as your main weapon? See, I don't want to, I don't want to qualify with main weapon. Okay. Do you shoot a gun in this game? Uh, so I'll expand on this at points in the game. You do shoot a gun. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at points. In I want to ask something like, I want to ask something subjective. Like, would I consider the art style of this game cute? Like that? I kind of want to like ask. But like, a, but that's not you help. use a gun. Do we ask, hmm. is it turn-based? It's not ex- something that's not exclusive. Do we ask even more? Do we say like, did it come out after twenty twenty? We could narrow it down. We've got, we've got plenty of. Okay, I'm gonna ask. Did this game come out in twenty twenty or later? No. Okay. Okay. So it's between twenty eighteen. I don't. Okay. Matt, 
that was such a time. I don't recall much of my life then. Um, yeah. So you do shoot a gun at some point in these the, games. In 2017, the Switch came out. That's true. That's true, but it's not so, Switch exclusive. So It's not exclusive, but like, did it... Was there a version on the Switch? Would that help you? Us? I don't, I don't know us? if that would help at all. <laughs> okay, then I won't ask it. Um, How many questions do we have left? Uh, you have asked seven questions. So, like, The Last of Us was... But that's it's not exclusive. Never mind. Right. Oh, yeah. He said no to... It's not, exclu- it's not exclusive to a specific hmm. console. So, it's not... Between 2017 and 2020, like 2019, that's not exclusive. Mm -hmm. During 2017 to 2019, I feel like I was only like playing my Switch. Really? Like, I don't know that I was playing much of the PlayStation 4. I mean, Spider-Man came out during that time, but that's exclusive, you know? And And I don't think Spider-Man wielded a gun. You know, and that's true. <laughs> Unless it's the DLC, I just like do not remember. <laughs> yeah, Matt, and so you. So I even... guess to help reframe this, I'll go over the questions you guys have yeah, asked. Yeah, perfect. Right? I don't or maybe give you a help. reference. So you first asked, "Was this Nintendo exclusive?" And I said no. You then asked, "Was this released in 2017 or later?" And I said yes. You then asked, "If is this uh, console exclusive?" And I said no. You then asked, does it have a battle pass? And I said, no. You then asked, has any one of us rolled credits on it? And I said, yes. Uh, you asked, do you shoot a gun in this? And I said, at points you do, yes. <laughs> and then you asked, is it released in 2020 or later? And I said, no. I mean, I didn't need that recap. That was good, though. That was good. You know, Was I, it? Did it yeah, enlighten Yeah, for the you? listeners. For the listeners, you know? Matt, did it enlighten you? Because I don't know. It's good to like, give a little respite from having to, you know. I think one of the uh, questions you asked, me repeating it, hopefully keeps you on a path. Honestly, Matt, do we ask if you rolled credits on this game? Because you're slowly going through a backlog of things, right? Like, And I, for the life of me, can't even remember. I'm, I'm wondering if it's Alex, but. I mean, I'm. if it's Alex, we're a lost games. cause. Because exactly. he plays a lot of games. It's true. Um, did I run credits on this game? I believe so, yes. <laughs> I believe okay. so. So it's All not right. Persona 5. Right. Because that came, I mean, that came out then. Mm-hmm. So what have you been playing? Uh, well, between 2017 and and a multi-platform ooh, game hmm. no battle pass no battle pass multi-platform but you're not I really guess, yeah because you you had xbox during because i was time. in the xbox I mean, like, atmosphere you know what i mean but you were go but you're going through some playstation games you know i was like you've been you're but most of them have been exclusives i feel like that i've played okay um okay hmm is it cuphead out like, 2017 to 2020. Did Cuphead come out then, Matt? Oh, you know what? What about something like Hades? You do get a gun in that game. You roll that credits. didn't come out in 2017. When did it come out? 2017 between 2017 and 2020, right? 
It came out like in 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah. Matt, Flat look circle. at me. Yeah. Look at me. When yeah. did Cuphead come out? Uh, 2018, I believe. Do you shoot a gun? Have you used a gun in Cuphead? You you like shoot with your fingers. <laughs> a There's no bit. guns. There's no guns. <laughs> I don't think there's guns. There's like finger guns. If that counts, you're like. Um, we can ask something that will. Um, we can ask what something that will eliminate something Cuphead. about anim- is like, is there anything is this, about animation style? Is this animated like, like a? 50s cartoon basically no that's too specific Matt. well then we know that's like a way to ask if it's cuphead without asking if it's cuphead because we don't want to lose I... um uh kingdom hearts 3 when did kingdom hearts 3 come out was that oh well okay 2018 2018 is there a gun in kingdom hearts 3 see that's debatable I can't remember if there's a gun or not. I feel like I I did use a gun at some point. Okay. No, I don't know. You don't know. I don't think. No, it's always a keyblade. Did we ever have a keyblade gun? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, okay, so. Okay, what do you want to ask? We've got plenty of questions. Do we, though? Yeah. Yeah, you've asked eight questions. Yeah, we've got have I yeah, played this game, Alex? If ha- have I played this game? Yes. Lord. Lord. Lord, I've played it. Matt's potentially. So you're complete. you're definitely playing it either on PlayStation or Switch. Yes. Like, is there anything multi-platform that you've played on Switch? Is that a yes? Not that came out. <laughs> between 2017 and 2020 i was only really buying first party stuff then Mm, okay you know like and i was like fire emblem's not multi-platform um something that i've overcooked no there's no gun there's no gun oh there's technically a gun is there no there's yeah that would be incredible um okay 2017 to so before 2020 we asked 2020 or after yeah um okay um do you want to ask about like inspire that let's let's just ask if like well if the main character is male or female would that uh, help us it would if it was female probably but (laughs) Because I feel like there's less. Um, we God can ask of about... War came out. Does God of War use a gun? Oh no, that's that's not a computer. The the com, PC is not a platform, is it? Well, we ask console exclusive, so it could be on PC. It doesn't mean it's not on PC, but it's not console exclusive. Is what we asked. Okay. What do you want to ask? Banny. Um, you want to ask about Square Enix? If it's a Square Enix game? Okay. Is it a Square Enix game? Yes. Ooh, okay, okay. So, think about Kingdom Hearts 3. Does it have 
A gun? A gun. I feel like... Because also Final Fantasy VII Remake, is that on PC? That didn't come out. That came out Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. That came out like in 2020, didn't it? Like, wasn't it Alex's 2020 game of the year? Are, Are there Disney properties in this game? Yes. Okay. Ooh, okay. So, there's cha- when did Chain of Memory come out? Did that that come came out? out way back when? No, that was like OG. The gets or not? Boy sorry, not Chain game. of Memory. What's the um the rhythm game? When did the rhythm game come Melody out? Melody of Memory came out in like 2021. Okay. Um, but he also said that you he thinks you completed it. Like you wrote oh, yeah, credits yeah, on it. That's true. Because I, I so I it has to be Kingdom Hearts three. One. Right. It has to be. But why would this be in connection with this game? Like, why is he doing this? You never like, know. Disney For the topic Plus. of the game. It could be. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we can't guess until 20. So let's just like no, really we can guess it early. No, we can really. Oh, no, no. you can guess early if let's, you want Let's to. dial it down, yeah. though. Let's dial it down. Confident. Wait a second, um, wait a second. Matt, where were you when that game came out? We were friends, right? Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah. Yeah, we were 2019 <laughs> then. I think that's going in the stinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were we friends? Because yeah, I think so. It was 2019. It came out January remember. 20. It was January 2019. January 2019. Okay. Because you knew that I. <laughs> <laughs> I had a day off. I think it's this game. Okay, is um, there a frozen world in this game? Uh, could you clarify the question? Is there a level based on the Disney game Frozen? Game Disney game Frozen Vizzi- Disney movie Disney Frozen movie Frozen. Yes. Okay. It's gotta be right. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Is this game Kingdom Hearts three? That is correct. <laughs> the game is Kingdom Hearts three. It's so stressful. <laughs> only getting one shot at it. I did play. I did roll credits on that game, so I'm in the credits club. Oh man. So on the thirteenth question, you got it. You guessed correctly. Kingdom Hearts three. We could have done it without the frozen, but we just. I to make I sure. wanted assurances okay <laughs> honestly i was surprised you guys didn't ask like genre yeah. or i guess what i asked previously like just licensed properties in general uh you did get there after you already asked about square enix because you asked disney uh but i felt like genre or maybe licensed things would have put you on the right track though i do i think the asking the two year questions really helped you yeah oh narrowing it yeah, narrowing it from 2017 and then asking about 2020, that really shortened the window. Otherwise, it could have been a lot of things yeah. if you didn't, if you were still considering 2020 onward, because obviously Avengers is in the mix yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I mean, I wanted to know if it was a pandemic game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's where I, well, that's why I chose 2020. I mean, great guess, because, or great question, because that narrowed it out. Yep. So, with that, Matt and Tiffany earn another point on the board. Looking at Hell the yeah. total, that brings Tiffany to five, tied with me at five, and Matt in a close second, or I guess third technically at four. Nice. We were friends then. We were friends then. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be the. Same. Glad, we just want to confirm. <laughs> 
All right, with that VGS segment coming to a close, let's shift focus to the main topic, streaming services, subscription services, any type of a la carte services. And in general, I just want to ask you guys, you know, how do you feel about this transition, right? Obviously, you know, when we were younger, most of our media content, you know, was either traditionally going to the movie theater, the cinema, mm. potentially a drive-in, you know, if you Ooh. if you do that sort of thing. And uh or it was just watching whatever came on the cable slash, you know, syndicated television. So how does this shift and overall I guess transition to basically content coming out on services only. Like, how do you guys feel about this? Like, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Like, what is it to you? I think it really depends what we're talking about or which subscription we're talking about. Like, I, you know, I'll just mention game pass and we can talk about it very briefly because I think it's, it's obviously the best deal in gaming. It's something that I'll never get rid of. It's just something that knowing that I have day one exclusives from Xbox immediately, as soon as I like, there's nothing I have to do. It, it will just be available on my console. That to me is something that is pretty awesome. And it, it, it's like a golden, it, a golden era of video games right now of having uh, Xbox game pass. And in, in my mind, it's like if I only had $15 to spend as a kid, like if I had like any sort of allowance or anything or like mowing someone's lawn, $15 to play a hundred games or just as the much of like the slew of games that are on there, that would have been awesome. But instead, like back in the day, I would be saving up money to go look at the used games at EB games and hoping something nice is there for like 20 bucks. And then I play that game to completion over and over again because I'd have to wait until I got my next 20 bucks before I could go back and play another used game. So for me, the subscription services in the game sphere, amazing. I think the value is great and I hope it doesn't go away. Um, If it gets a little bit more expensive, I would almost understand it because it's just that good of a deal. I think one of the best things about subscription services is the convenience factor. Um, so I'm going to briefly kind of take, like, I'm going to hold off on talking about the TV streaming stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, let me talk about some other subscription models. So I actually just signed up for Kindle Unlimited through Amazon, which is a, essentially a reading subscription. So baseline (laughs) cost of Kindle Limited is $10 a month, but I had like an Instagram ad like basically targeted towards me because it knew how much book stuff I was looking into. It gave me a deal for four months of Kindle Unlimited for $4.99. Nice. And I was like, hell yeah, that is a deal. That's like $1.25 a month. Like I can do that. And I can literally access hundreds of thousands of books for like at any moment's time now in general I'm all about the public library like growing up I was all about going to the library getting books yada yada now that we live in a digital sphere and I don't have to literally wait in a queue because you know the library only has x number of books right they have like four copies of a book they have 10 copies of a book so if 10 people have checked it out you have to wait in line kindle unlimited I can rent it immediately and I don't have to wait for nobody. Like, 
unlimited copies available. (laughs) Exactly, because of the whole unlimited. So I think that's freaking amazing. Also, I briefly tried out the HelloFresh subscription service for cooking meals and the convenience of the meal box showing up on my doorstep with the exact amount of ingredients that I need is like phenomenal, right? I also purchased that originally through a discount coupon or referral box, you know, all that jazz. I've actually since canceled because I think I did about four boxes and then I was just like, no, this is getting the idea of like actually cooking so much um, really kind of threw me off a bit because I got the two person like essentially I got the three meals two people serving box so when I cooked the meal it really was like two servings mm. and normally you know when I cook I try to get three to four like servings out of what I cook nothing more than that because then it's too much I'm not eating I hate eating the same thing for like 18 meals anyway regardless you know I'm cooking I'm only getting two meals out of it I'm like this is a lot however on the flip side I loved having exactly what I needed they gave me three potatoes that's what the recipe were called for you know what I mean I don't have mm-hmm. to buy a bag of potatoes and then be like I need three potatoes for this recipe what am I going to do with these 13 other potatoes right like I have to use them up in a sufficient time so i feel like you're talking about this as if you can't buy individual potatoes (laughs) you could can you buy buy individual potatoes yeah (laughs) are you serious well it's just more it's just more expensive expensive. like per pound what if i like it's not like costco level of potatoes (laughs) you know what matt i'm just like if I paid an extra 20 cents for like a bag of potatoes versus paying what I need, like, I don't know. I'm I just feel like, just... what you're saying though, because going yeah. to the store, looking at a recipe and going to the store of like trying to yeah. remember every single thing I needed from it and then missing yeah. like one item and then thinking to yourself, like, is this one item worth it to go back out to the store? Or are we just going to see what it tastes like without it? Like that happens yeah. to me all the time. So yes. like, yeah, the convenience of it, it's pretty amazing. I've only done it once and it was only to get like free meals from like one of our coworkers gave yes. like a free code. Never did it again because yeah. I'm like, no, I it's cheap, you know. I I don't wanna oh. I'm too cheap for that. Like I don't I don't yeah. wanna do it. But the cool yeah. thing about it that I really like, my favorite part about it was the recipe cards because it almost kind of teaches you like different techniques of how to cook. Yeah. Like very basic, but it was kind of cool I, I liked it i like that part of it did did you keep the recipe card like i mean did you like the recipe enough to maybe keep the ones that you liked i remember keeping it i can't tell you where it's at got it but maybe that's i'll fair. find it if i ever move <laughs> okay that's fair you know a fun thing i want to point out that each of you both pointed out individually that I think is, you know, and it's something that I agree with in terms of in regards to subscriptions is that, you know, Matt pointed out convenience, right? The the main convenience factor in terms of being able to access such a broad catalog of whatever is available in the subscription service, in this case, Game Pass, and all, you know, from the comfort of your own home and being able to kind of play whatever you want, you know, you're not restricted to, I guess, what is being offered at the time, you know, when you go to the local blockbuster, right, and being like, oh, okay, what can I rent, right? Like, oh, like the library, as Tiffany mentioned, there's only so many copies available. Whereas in these in this day and age, in the digital sphere, right, unlimited copies, 
So you definitely, there's no waiting in line. There's no bandwidth. There's no like, oh, too many people are playing the game right now. So you have to wait in line to say, you know, no, there's nothing arbitrary like that, which definitely makes sense as we move into a digital space to say, listen, you know, these this is just data on a server somewhere. We can stream this out to, you know, you can download in some cases and you can keep it, rent it, you know, use it for however long you want. And then, you know, we take the license away, right? Whenever you end your subscription or, you know, it leaves the service. And then on the flip side, as Tiffany mentioned, uh, kind of with uh, HelloFresh, knowing what you're going to get. And I think that's definitely kind of a major thing. That's a shift from the past. Because I remember when we were younger, you know, buying the newspaper at the grocery store every week and getting those TV program guides and then having to flip through the TV program guide to see which day of the week, you know, at what time slot is something airing, right? Because that was all that was pre-printed for the on a weekly basis. And it was kind of not knowing to say, oh, you know, we have this cable service, right? Like we can watch television, but we don't know what's going to be on television until they print it for the week, right? And so definitely it's this combination of how transparent things have become and also how convenient these things are to say, when you sign up for that subscription, you know what you're going to get for the most part. I know you might say, oh, Alex, you have to wait until the month comes and then they tell you what you're going to get in your HelloFresh box or whatever. Or you got to wait until the monthly drop for what games are going to be added to Game Pass. But at least you know what's already pre-existing, right? And that's always going to be available to you. And so I think things like that really push the accessibility and also just... Not to say replacement of conventional systems, but obviously, you know, once our generation kind of comes into the majority and is, you know, being a little bit older, it seems like more and more people are going to be able slash more flexible to do these things as opposed to the conventional ways of, right, signing up for your, you know, local TV package or whatnot. Uh, But on the flip side of that, right, Obviously, these subscription services, they're not free. You know, you're paying for these, uh, whether it's on a monthly, quarterly, biannually, annual basis, right? And so, obviously, valuation or the cost of these things is so important to whether or not, right, you think you're getting your money's worth, right, as as is with anything. And so I want to ask, like, for you guys, you know, is it more so on just purely that cost? Like if you look at something, as Tiffany mentioned, it's like, oh, I can get on this special deal in, in this case, five, you know, for $5, a third of a year of Kindle Unlimited. And that's a great value, right? Regardless of how much you read. But also at the same time, you might say, well, if I could get, you know, a trial of YouTube premium for a year for let's say like $30, right? That might potentially be a good value. Is it just purely the value and like monetary cost or do you also really take into account like the quality of the content, right? Like do you anticipate slash sign up for something knowing you're going to get certain things, you know, say like when you sign up for HBO max, a lot of Warner brothers movies were coming, you know, day and date at least last year in 2021 to the service and do you think people sign up specifically because they knew that was going to happen? So I have kind of two sides, another two sides to this answer. But I remember when Disney Plus came out, I immediately signed up for buy two years, a two year subscription of Disney Plus and get the third year free. And I did that like in the summer of 2019 and it was, I thought, 100% worth it because it was like, give them the cost up front and then you get 
you know, this value, right? It literally came out to like $3.50 a month for three years. Like if I cost average the whole thing. 2023 November is actually when that my deal is up. Matt, did you also get that deal? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So no, like no brainer. I knew that was, that was it. Like I was getting it right. However, I do know that the first month or two when Disney plus like arrived and was available, I was like, what am I paying for right now? Because mm-hmm. there was like a lady in the tramp live action film. And then like a Anna Kendrick holiday movie. <laughs> like I was like, what is going and then it had like all the old school like animated princess movies and stuff which mm-hmm. i mean I- i'm here for that because you know we have that on vhs back at mom and dad's but like clearly like i don't have a vhs player so if i wanted to watch it like this is where to watch it but like i was not in the mood to be watching mulan <laughs> we were like, like so desperate for content we like watched jeff goldblum's like yes. tv show which was like yes. not national great. Geographic. Yes. and it was like this could be like a youtube channel and have the same amount of quality of it but like, we yeah. were just like well we're paying for it like we've got to we've got to watch every single thing that comes out on this service yeah and then like the marvel shows got postponed mm-hmm. to like jan wait yeah, like January or February of 2020. It just was like the beginnings. I was like, this is this is a wild situation. However, I do have to say, moving um, moving on past the third year of Disney, like I'm going to keep paying for whatever price I'm going to be paying for this, right? So I guess I'll have to figure out if they have a like a year long subscription thing to be a smidge cheaper or if i need it if they say they only do month to month i'll do it i've enjoyed my current experience with the um disney plus catalog and since the price is going to be like what eight or nine dollars a month you know if it's month to month or whatever i think that's still fine and dandy because i'm all about it my next thing about the value that i i really take into consideration in the throes of my fandom i never really got into loot crate however i did do like a year and a half or two years of marvel collector core as well as the dc legends box and every month i would get a box of stuff and it averaged out to like 30 dollars a box and to be honest for the fact that i did it for i think i did one year of the dc box and then two years of the marvel box that was way too much I spent way too much money on a Funko Pop and a shirt and like pins and like a comic book. Like every month I just got like an exclusive Funko Pop and an ex- you know one of a kind t-shirt. In the beginning I was like way into it. Like the first like box or two I was like this is it. This is for me. And that's why I signed up for like a year long commitment. But then I started to realize that physically it was taking up so much space and I just wasn't getting as excited anymore I even Alex you bought me the hair the wizarding world came out with the subscription box service and Alex bought me a year for my birthday or Christmas and listen I was kind of here for it like the Harry Potter stuff was actually like quite good and there, there's a lot of stuff that I still have a handful of items I've like regifted here or there because I was just like I don't need another notebook or like a fake mirror that like <laughs> opens into a 
like something I could put a necklace in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you gotta hide your secret. Yeah, I'm gonna hide my secret. <laughs> I have like I have a like a miniature a Dumbledore. Um, a miniature like Irised mirror. Mm. Like, it's just like all the stuff that I just had, and I was just like in it, and then I was like, no more, please out. Like Alex, just discontinue this because like. For the value, it just didn't feel like a lot, right? And, like, why do I need to be spending $30 on things, on items that were pre-chosen for me that I may not have, like, sought out on my own, you know? I did get a scarf. I did get a, a, a cute tie. Like, you got to choose your house, which was actually really cool. cool about the wizarding box, Matt, because literally every item that was, like, of a house was always your house. That's cool. And I felt like... Every third box had a unique house item, which I was here for. Yeah, I feel like cost deals. I'm dealing more and more with the cost of these subscription services the Mm -hmm. more I go on. Because now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, I'm interested in a lot of shows on HBO Max. I'm interested Mm -hmm. in a lot of stuff on HBO Max. And then you start thinking, okay, well, I'm paying for Disney Plus. I'm paying for Netflix. I have this, I have that. Amazon I, Prime. I have Amazon Prime, which like Amazon Prime I use all the time because I love free shipping. And so, you know, that's just a staple. Like that's not going anywhere. Spotify Isn't Premium that wild, though? because I hate ads and I also don't have unlimited data on my phone, so I like pre-download a bunch of music when I don't have Wi-Fi access. So it's like I know I need to get that. Like so those are kind of like my non-negotiables. And then all these like TV services, when I don't really watch too much TV, I'm like, can I really say it's okay to get HBO Max? Which I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to. But it, it like you start seeing it when Netflix is like, oh, we're adding $3 a month. Oh, we're adding three more dollars a month. And it's like, chill. You guys need to stop. Like stop what you're doing and stop increasing all this money because yeah am i keeping netflix yeah because stranger things comes out in like a couple weeks or whatever it is from now um like there is things that i want to watch on netflix so i will keep it but uh, it's it's going to be more and more of a pain when everyone keeps jacking up prices because in actuality i do feel like the quality has increased since netflix was started like I think totally. Netflix originals, like it used to be, like, yeah, that's good. That's a that's a good movie. That's a good TV show for a Netflix show or for a Netflix movie. That's good. Now you know we're seeing Netflix movies go up for Oscar nominations. Like we are seeing some like true quality, except for Six Underground. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That please, that looked terrible. I don't know why you even watched. <laughs> I blame Tiffany. But it's you know, fine, I'll like, take the blame. We're starting to see subscription services be actual Oscar contenders. And so I feel like there's quality and I feel like they they've got to pay for it somehow, but I I'm I'm a little bit reaching my capacity for how many subscription TV services I can have. Because pretty soon it's just going to equate to cable, which is what we got rid of. Can I just, right. like, no, I have something I need to interject. Isn't it wild that for Amazon Prime, we're literally just paying for, like, the ability to have quick shipping? Like, 
minus the shows because obviously i mean amazon has really bulked up their prime services Mm -hmm. but honestly like if you had told me like 10 years ago no 15 years ago that i would pay a service just to have faster shipping i would have laughed at you guys because i we get that option all the time whenever i buy something online they're like here like it's 2.99 for shipping if you want expedited shipping it's 15.99 and i'm like mm-hmm. get get your get that out of my face like i'm not paying extra just for to get it in like overnight i don't know but then yeah. i'm over here with amazon prime and i'm like yeah take my 120 dollars a year so i can get things in two days 140 a year we actually renewed under the previous price because we renewed early or like our renewal date is early. So fantastic. Thanks, Amazon. Yes. 120 to you. Yeah, and then you're welcome, Bezos. And then we're next year we have to pay extra. Okay. But that's actually a funny thing you bring up. I know with like Prime, right, that you can only do it yearly, right? So the like the Prime membership is one year at a time. Is can't you do I th- monthly? I think so. No, I think you can do oh, monthly okay. for those folks. Oh, okay. that... Well, in any case, I think as Matt mentioned, right, where he's thinking about potentially getting HBO Max or eventually getting HBO Max and that being just another cable-like subscription service, right, that he's paying on a monthly basis to get these shows. But I think there is that flexibility, right, that unlike how conventional TV was, is the option to pay monthly. And I think that's definitely an important thing to also look at. I know a lot of people out there are probably rolling their eyes are like alex i don't have the patience to renew monthly and to immediately cancel it even though you could do it at the same time and still have your month long month long subscription right run to the end and then you don't have to worry about a renewal charge but i think that flexibility is also super important because when shows come out right and let's say you don't have the service you can just sign up for that one month right and watch whatever came out or at least wait until it's fit or completely aired and then sign up for the month. Right. And just be able to pay basically one price to watch the whole thing. Cause I know, uh, based on previous experience in particular with HBO max, I waited, uh, to redeem a free monthly trial where the, uh, when King Kong and, uh, the Mortal Kombat movie. And I think one other thing was airing on HBO max. And I waited, at that perfect overlap in order to watch all of these things back to back to back within my free monthly trial. And there was like, obviously, you know, I didn't have to pay anything, but at least there was a lot of value there because I was able to watch all these things kind of Mm -hmm. overlapping. And so I think definitely people probably should be more flexible to just, you know, you don't have to like, you look at the monthly price and you're like, well, think about it. If you pay one month and you're able to watch like five different shows, I think that's a lot of value there. And it just seems like people just get into that rut of saying, I don't want to have to deal with monthly subscriptions. It's annoying, right? Especially when you forget that something's running and then you actually pay for another month. But at least, you know, you'll eventually cancel it and you're not paying for these things at a year at a time, especially if you don't anticipate them running, right? Or them having enough content for you to come back over a year's time. So definitely... I think that is the major draw point. I would not to say I'm encouraging everyone under the sun, you know, all these massive corporations to move towards these subscription models, but I definitely think that 
at least for the people that are willing to put in the effort, there's more value there, right? Because we're able to be flexible. You know, I can choose to buy one month of HBO Max, then cancel it. I can choose to buy one month of Netflix and then cancel it. Uh, same thing with Game Pass too. You know, it's like, if you know when a game's coming out, you don't have to get Game Pass until that game's out. And then you can just pay that one month, play it, finish it. And it's like you played the game on a discount, even if that's the only game you played. Yeah, in in that vein, honestly, I kind of almost see it as like a rental fee. Like, you know, you can go to Redbox and get a movie for like $2 or overnight, you know, one overnight, right? And then you just watch it and you return it. I mean, we all grew up with Blockbuster way back when, pay $4 to rent a new movie for two days and then send it back. So really with the subscription services, like, yeah, like let's do, I'm going to do 10, I'm going to pay $10 for this month and just plan to watch the three shows that I want to watch and then be canceled. One other thing that I do really appreciate though, are those good deals, right? Like I'm pretty sure like black Friday and even like maybe even on Amazon prime day, like some of these services will be like, we have a deal get like, you know, get a year of HBO for, uh, or like get, like six months of HBO for $30 or $30 or something. I don't know, like $5 a month. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have deals like that. So I think I'm going to be a little bit more conscientious and look into those. Um, because I too am interested in HBO, but like Matt said, like, I don't want to be beholden to like 14 different subscription services. And like, also give me the deal to do one year at a discounted price. Maybe that's just enough for me. For example, I just signed up for Book of the Month, which apparently has been going on for decades. I had no idea, but apparently Book of the Month must have rebranded in the last like 10 years or something to be a little bit more modern. Uh, But Book of the Month has been going on since like like 100 years or something. But anyway, this service is like every month the the company chooses five to seven books for you to pick and then I pick and then they send it to me what I find is really awesome is that the year-long obviously the year-long subscription model the price is a smidge cheaper than if you were to do month to month Uh, so I'm fortunate enough to kind of you know go all in on it so I have a year's worth of books I think one of the most unique things about this particular service though is that you can suspend your month so for example if the next month in June, they show me five books and I don't care for any of them. I can decide I'm not going to get a book this month. And so I can like hold my month and then use my credit for next. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, this is revolutionary. Why doesn't, why can't, why can't other subscription services be more consumer friendly with that? Right? Like I can't, I don't want to do HBO. I'm going to freeze my HBO for you know, June, because I have a lot going on at home and then I can't watch anything. I'll resume it. You know, don't Mm -hmm. don't charge my card. And then come July, I'm all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm playing Persona 5 Royal now, so I'm not going to be playing Game Pass. Pause Game Pass for the next. Yeah. 30, 60 days. Yeah. Honestly, like (laughs) that that would be be so nice. Um, But so far, I've only seen it with Book of the Month and it's been really fun i for me it's the idea of this particular subscription service that's reminiscent of loot crate or the harry potter box is that each month i get a new surprise that i have no idea what it is so that's kind of like a fun new feeling for me so i want to ask this and this is on the topic of i guess 
a lot of controversy that's going on with Netflix. So, you know, rumors are Netflix, right, obviously has in recent earnings reports has reported a lot of uh, downturn in terms of revenue. And some of that they contribute to, you know, the, I guess, quote unquote, failed shows, as Tiffany uh, mentioned before, of just shows being canceled, but also, quote unquote, you know, account sharing, password sharing, uh, reducing profits. And in response to this, uh, apparently Netflix is planning later in 2022 to release a cheaper tier of subscription, but with ads. And so my question for you guys is, does this make sense in terms of if you look at the content, right? And obviously, hopefully this doesn't change the quality of the content that's on the service. But when you look at, you know, all of these subscription services across the board, should there be a cheaper tier, you know, whether it's on a monthly or yearly basis, but that comes with more caveats, I guess, built in. So something like how Netflix is doing to say, hey, listen, we know we're raising the price for what our quote unquote normal service is to maybe prices that you might not be comfortable with. But if you're willing to watch ads, right, which is, you know, the very, you know, original kind of monetization efforts that companies have employed to keep costs down, uh, would you be willing to pay for some of these services in case you didn't already have it for the cheaper price? I think having options and choices for consumers is always the best plan. Um, I, you know, in this, in the United States, we have such a wide range of like, I don't know the right term. We have a wage gap, basically. Like we have a very large and extensive wage gap. So, you know, I might be comfortable with paying for two years worth of Disney Plus at one go for three for a three year commitment. You know, that was over that was like maybe two hundred dollars or something. But I know that there are others that don't have that luxury. I mean, there are people that pay month to month on like Game Pass or PS Plus because it's more economical for them to be able to put aside, you know, fifteen dollars a month you know, for because of how they get paid or something instead of throwing down $60 for the whole year. So I think that the opportunity for, um, you know, new customers to come in on a lower tier that are okay with ads is a great way to kind of involve more in a wider audience. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. Like, cause some people, you know, that may be the only option that they can do. Like we are jacking up these prices and like the three of us, you know, like we're, we're very blessed. We're like a $3 addition to Netflix a month is not going to be a difference between you putting food on your table. Like we we definitely, the between the three of us do not know what that's like, but there's plenty of people in our own communities, wherever we're living, that that is something that they have to consider. You know, they, they do have multiple mouths they feed, you know, with the rise of basically everything going up to, you know, not just Netflix, but food, chicken, rice, anything, you know, going gas. up. Gas. Gas, yeah. Um, so, like, it, it is... Chicken and rice is not food, apparently. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Matt is just being more uh, specific. I was just being examples. examples I like how you listed out food and then chicken, rice, then gas. And I'm like, I guess chicken and rice ain't food. No, no, it's food. I eat it all the time. Um, but, you know, that's, that's always great options. My concern is potentially this will 
I don't know what this is going to be like. I, I think that they've kind of been getting more and more to like nickel and diming us uh, with on Netflix. Like, oh, okay, you know, we don't have great uh, resolution on any of our videos. Um, we have the capability of going to 4K if you like for an additional $4 a month. And it's like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, just give me 4K and just give it a price. But it's kind of like them trying to like upcharge. And that's been going on for years. And it, it kind of annoys me about Netflix's business model. Um, but, you know, annoyances aside, I'm glad there's going to be a cheaper option because there's cheaper options for a lot of other things. I think Hulu, Hulu for sure has a cheaper option. Um, I think HBO Max might have ads as part of a different tier. I might be wrong on that. I thought I read something like that. Um, but yeah, hey, it's not a new thing. And maybe maybe it'll be good for certain people. For me, I hate ads. I like The reason why I stream is to not see ads. So I'll probably Matt, be a sucker. Do you, do you have the Hulu Disney combo pack? I do not. I do not. Um, do I definitely, I do not personally have Hulu, but I have access oh, okay. to Hulu. So yeah, they do fair. not pay for ads though, or they, they do not pay for, uh, ad free. So yeah. Oh, so you're stuck with ads. So I'm with stuck Hulu. with ads. Yeah. But I don't really oh. utilize Hulu much because I don't, I don't know. Their catalog doesn't really do it for you. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear you because I've been on the fence about the Hulu situation for like, you know, with the Disney Plus having to resub for the price in, you know, at the end of the year. I'm like, do I get the Hulu Disney bundle pack? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm trying to evaluate that. But I've lived this long without Hulu. Like I've li- I don't have access to Hulu. I don't pay for Hulu. I just don't Hulu. Um, actually the I way I Hulu. do Hulu, the way I do Hulu actually is where I make appointments with friends who have Hulu and then we cooperatively watch together. Can't you do that with show. other streaming services? Can you do that with Disney? No, 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 no. I literally mean I physically go to my friends' homes and I sit there and we, as an activity together, we watch gotcha. whatever the Hulu thing is. Mm, and it's okay. honestly it helps me connect with people and it's fun occasionally same with hbo i'm like mm-hmm. i don't have hbo but i have you know a number of friends that do mm-hmm. so then it's like if i want to watch a movie that's on hbo we're like hey do you want to watch it together and they're like sure let's do it they um so i i um also subscribe to youtube tv that i do as okay. kind of like i i pay for like a family plan for it and it like goes to a bunch of like my extended family and my sister and everything. So, um, like a lot of people benefit from that. So I even if I don't utilize it much, like someone is utilizing it. But HBO actually um, they added their services last weekend to YouTube TV only for like three days only. But the great thing about YouTube TV is that you can tape shows and movies that come on. And so I taped like a ton of the DC movies that were on. Like I, I taped like uh, wonder woman and uh, the, the new Batman. Like, so I have all that stuff taped at the ready so I can like finally catch up um, and see how terrible wonder woman was for myself. Wonder woman wasn't bad. Oh, you're talking about the second 84. One. 84 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also the whole concept of you saying that you taped it really confuses me. As yeah. a Streaming service. 
Yeah. I don't understand that. Because it's basically, it's, it's very similar to a cable model. It's just cheaper. And you have, like, video on demand. So, like, certain things, like, I'm rewatching all the Marvel movies from start to finish, and Spider-Man movies are not on Disney+. Plus. But I can go into YouTube TV and type in Spider-Man, and it's like, oh, that played on this random TV network at like 4 a.m. six weeks ago. Do you want to watch that? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And so, like, you can tape things and, like, save it for later. Um, that's oh, how wow. I, yeah. Yeah. So good. I really like YouTube TV. They have a really killer app, too, which definitely goes into me thinking about quality not just quality of the service and like what they provide but if you have a killer app like youtube tv has a killer app netflix has a good app um you know hulu i hate the user interface on my tv it's just like so arduous amazon prime video same way like a super like terrible ui like they have not put in a ton of cash like none of bezos's money is in prime video uh but it really does change like your perspective on what quality you're you're actually seeing. Yeah, I do have to say the Disney Plus app. I'm like when I'm like I I can never figure out how I can cast something from my phone app to a TV mm-hmm. or if I can. Like the Disney Plus app could use a little bit of work in my opinion. So, that brings up YouTube a lot and I think this leads kind of very well into my next question about should every service have some form of free tier? And you might be thinking, well, they do a lot of free trials, like monthly trials, yearly trials, like whatever, like if you get lucky several months at a time, right? And so it seems like that's always been how these streaming services or subscription services try to get new people in is saying, you can just redeem this code, you know, that expires by a certain date, but get like one month of our service for free, right? As if you paid a month. But you know, leaning towards how Netflix is going to that cheaper tier with ads, should every service, kind of similar to how YouTube just operates right now, just have a baseline, this is free, but it's completely ad-ridden, or maybe it's a very small selection of shows, so it's not even the entire catalog, but you could say like, oh, you go to Netflix, you can watch the first season of Stranger Things for free. Yes, it's riddled with ads, but it's also only the first season. If you want seasons two through four, you have to sign up for an actual like subscription plan. Like, do you think that is something that maybe, and you know, we're not economists here. I haven't actually looked into any analytics to be like, maybe this is, there's a reason why as to they've never done this. But do you think at this point, because content has matured enough, right? Like we're decades into this type of system that there should be some sort of baseline that maybe encourages people to get more into it or at least provides a more uh, affordable way for people to get into it. So interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure during the pandemic, Netflix did something like this very briefly. They had a like, if you go to Netflix.com, they had a very, very small catalog that you could watch for free. And then if you wanted to watch more, you had to like, you had to subscribe and, and, in that situation i think like it had like one movie that may have been in a trilogy on there so you could watch the first movie for free but then you had to get more tv show wise i don't know if it had all of season one or only part of season one of something but i think it did that honestly i think it's in their purview to not do this but in a way a lot of them do do free services like this i 
remember growing up, you know, as Matt even said, that HBO did three days of free HBO on YouTube TV. Like, I remember stars being free for a weekend, HBO being free for a weekend with our um, our parents' cable service. So, like, they do do this, but I really don't think that they need to. Mainly because I think social media is such a strong word of mouth that if a lot of people who are paying for it are raving about something, the news gets out there. And that's enough advertisement for many people. Right. But I think this kind of where my question comes into play is, too, is also just testing the service, right? Because... I know, and this is kind of my concern with things like Game Pass or things just like with cloud gaming in general, where you know what is on the service and you might say, I know, you know, Game of Thrones seasons like one through five are good, you know, barring whatever those other seasons they release. Who knows? Did they release extra seasons? Apparently that's what people talk about. (laughs) But what, like, what if you just don't know if your internet can handle it? I mean, not everyone has great service. And so even as Matt was suggesting too, you might not even be able to stream 1080p, right? Full HD. Maybe you struggle to get 360, 480. And so it's that thing of saying, even if you have the free weekends like they did in the past, I feel like just having a basic, you know, and in those cases, right, you need to be aware that that's happening and tune in. Uh, But is it potentially also just helpful to say, there's a free version of this that exists permanently. And yes, maybe it is just the basic bare bones like one or two episodes of like one show or something but at least that's more of a proof of concept also for you to say i'm gonna try and stream hbo max right now or i'm gonna try and stream Mm -hmm. you know amazon prime video right now but then you watch it and then you're like oh god my infrastructure is not there you know i cannot do this with what i currently have and so that's where i'm kind of coming with it to say that's not necessarily proving the quality or value of the content but also do you just can you do it in the first place? I feel like that's where a lot of like free trials come in. Cause I feel like most services have a free trial period, even, even for something like blue apron or uh, any other meal prep box, like your first box is free or, or Hey, you've got a seven day trial maybe for that. Uh, I feel like it's very, very limited. I think the other thing that you're talking about, like having a, a small library that's free for anyone to try. I think that would not really be for that purpose. That would just be kind of like your first hits free. You know what I mean? It's like dealing drugs or something. You know what I mean? It's like the first hits on me, get you addicted to this show. You'll be back. Like, I think it's, it is just direct like consumer, like manipulation of trying to get them in the door because once you get them in the door, they just probably they see all users as cash cows because it it takes way too much effort to cancel a subscription (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like yeah like the tell my gym service that (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like for the longest time i had two gym memberships and one was in a city i didn't even live in and it's like why did i do that and that's that's just what it is like i'm a cash cow so is everybody else Also, one could say that there's unlimited free trials as long as you are willing to put in the work and make a new email for everyone. So that's all I have to say. Theoretically. All right, fair enough. That's true. Theoretically, (laughs) you know. Morally, questionable. Theoretically, correct. Uh, So with that, then we're kind of getting long into tooth here. So I'll end this with my final question for my co-host here. 
if you could only recommend one subscription service that people should sign up to across everything that you've participated in, that you're aware of, that you know the value of, that you think other people can also enjoy the value of, only one, regardless of what type of subscription it is, what do you recommend for our listeners? That is an excellent question. And honestly, I'm going to have to say Disney+. Plus. Like if for some, so right now our Netflix is a part of our phone bill, our phone plan, like our phone com- carrier pays for our Netflix or it's incorporated in like a, a great price. If they were, I don't see how this is related to Disney. No, Plus, this is what I'm saying. Okay. If they're like, we're going to drop the Netflix. And if I had to like, if budget that out, I would, and I didn't have, like I would suddenly have to pay for it. I think I'd be okay with just Disney Plus. Like I'd be okay with it. I'm a huge Marvel fangirl. Audience knows. You boys here know. They are committed to bringing new shows to Disney Plus on a rotating base, like relatively consistent rotating basis. You know, they just started filming or production and filming the new Ahsoka show. Obi-Wan Kenobi is supposed to come out. At the end of May, there's things coming. Have I loved everything that they've came up with? No, but they're at least trying and experimenting with new things. So I would say Disney Plus is a subscription for people who want a entertainment streaming service. I, I feel like I have to pick Game Pass in this in this moment. Like to me, it's if you're thinking, what gives me the most quality? What gives me the most bang for my money? Game Pass is it. Like Phil Spencer and Microsoft, they have bought a whole slew of companies, a whole slew of studios. And it, like, is it a monopoly? Who knows? But they're going to get away with it. And it's fine because guess what? They're going to pop out a bunch of uh, games. The FTC knows. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna pump out a bunch of games. And those are going to be first party games. And they're going to come to the streaming service for no extra cost. Like you pay your $15 a month and you get all those things, but you also get historical games too. So it's definitely something that if you're bored, you should have something for you. And every holiday, you know that at least whatever is first party to Xbox, you'll have that, that holiday. You won't have to worry about getting something new. And honestly, um, I, I play a lot of indies on Xbox because a lot of indies are getting great deals because they're taking the risk away from these small independent developers. And a lot of these indies are coming day one to Game Pass. And so, you know, for me, it's an easy choice. Alex. Great great recommendations. Yes, Tiffany. What is your recommendation? My recommendation. What's yours? Unlike you, I have to recommend Netflix. And this is mostly because you know, having, you know, being able to enjoy a lot of the content that's been on Netflix over the past, you know, basically decade at this point, I feel like we've had Netflix for a very long time. Uh, I think it just has the most variety. And I think that's really what comes down to it for me is that, you know, you have things ranging from live action, animation, you know, they have a lot of anime, especially more recently, they're including a lot more anime on the service. Uh, a lot of foreign films, you know, with subtitles, both and also dubbed in some cases like Squid Game. 
And I think it's that variety and also the accessibility of the content is really what to me makes it seem like a lot of value because especially even if you're not there for everything that they have on the platform currently, I think there might be something that you might end up finding somewhere else, right? And it definitely, it's surprising to see the things that they're able to pull onto that service. And even though, like you said, a lot of the shows that they end up running do get canceled, there are a lot of shows that they do continue, things like Stranger Things that Matt's excited for, right? They've been continuing that over all these years. Things like Money Heist, right? That has gotten so many of its seasons on Netflix that Matt also enjoys. And also for things like me personally, just a lot of Korean dramas that at least at this point, I don't know of too many other services that are out there, you know, I'm, and I do know some, but I won't name them here because uh, I don't know the quality of the content of those services, but that Netflix is one of the few like mainstream services that offers stuff like that. And so I think it's the combination of all those things that for me, at least I see a lot of value in it. So in case we were to have to pay for it a la carte, I think I would definitely probably put my foot forward and cover that cost. But with that, that brings us to the end of episode 70. So I hope you guys enjoy these recommendations we just gave you for these subscription services. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation overall about services in general. If you want to write in, let us know the stuff you enjoy or maybe disagree with, with what we said here today, write in, in the comments below or write into us at Twitter or our email, which are included in the description. I'm not going to read it out because, you know, in case you subscribe to our channel or our podcast, you'll see these on the regular. Thanks to Grandmaster Doug for our music as always. And until next time, take care. friends, right? That is an excellent question.